Hey, welcome to the We're Better Together podcast. I'm Ian Stevenson. And I'm Daniel Ardunia. We come from different backgrounds, but we're working together. So our goal is to help you navigate being better together in the various sectors of your life by bringing you a once a month interview and some stimulating thoughts on the weeks in between. We hope this podcast keeps you tracking on building something better together, whether it's your marriage, your family, your workplace. We want to serve you. So here's today's episode. All right, we are back for our monthly interview. And today I am excited. We have the opportunity, Ian, to kind of discuss this sense of a cultural togetherness. What does it look like being better together in in a cultural context? And so we are going to hear from a wonderful, wonderful, amazing woman, friend of mine. Uh, Her name is Sisa Uyangalele. And we are excited to bring her in. So let's bring her in right now into this interview. Introduce her to our people. Get to know her a little bit. Hello, guys. Yes. Sisa, we are so excited to have you here to hear a little bit about your story and a little bit about some of the work that you're doing for just helping people to be better together, for bringing people together. But before we get to that, can we just get to know a little bit about you for our listeners to get to know a little bit about you? Um, Just where did you grow up? What's your family look like or any work that you do, passions, anything like that that you could share with us here? Um, so my name is Sisa Vai Great Uyangalele. Um, Daniel did a great job pronouncing that. And I always feel bad for anybody that has to take that <laughs> on. So, you know, we've known each other for many years, so you should know it by now. But, um, <laughs> you know, I grew, I grew up, everybody laughs. I, I was born in Idaho, but my dad's a musician. He traveled everywhere. And, um, you know, my brother was born in Newport. From Newport, we went to Idaho. And then I had me there. And straight from the hospital, my parents, my grandmother, my mom, and us kids, we went back to Samoa. Um, so Samoa is, you know, a lot of people don't know where that is. And I always go the easy route and say, hey, you know Dwayne Johnson? He's half Black and he's half Samoan. So that's my easy, the easiest correlation for me to tell people. Um, so grew up in Samoa. And uh, first it was American Samoa, then we moved over to Western Samoa, which is now called called Samoa. And that is where my father is from. And again, uh, we just had a 75th uh, birthday honoring him at the We Are Samoa Gala as our first honoree. Uh, so dad is like Elvis in our country and not specifically like an impersonator, but <laughs> he is a musician that is known for his work that he's written all these songs contributing to the West, to the Samoan music, to the world of Samoan music. Um, so he's one of the last living legends. Mm. So we grew up in Samoa, then dad, you know, coin flip. Where am I going to go? To New Zealand where everybody goes from Samoa or do I go to America? And dad likes to say, you know what? I want to go where the man first walked the moon. Did New Zealand <laughs> walk the moon? No, America did. I want to go there. <laughs> so it brought us to Hawaii, you know. Um, so Hawaii was the first stop for us for America and we loved it. We're such big Elvis fans. So, you know, we lived as if we were pretending like blue Hawaii, although we weren't living as if it was a perfect blue Hawaii. We lived Mm. in, we moved from home to home, place to place. Dad had to make his uh, name in Hawaii. And it was a lot of sacrifices for my parents living on a budget, uh, on a, um, you know, an income of a musician was really tough, as well as maintaining all of us in private schools. I don't know how they did it, by the grace of God, mm. they did it. So, how many of you are in your family, Cisa? There's four of us um, siblings. Our oldest sister is in Australia, our oldest sister, Julie. But the four of us were together all the time. And, you know, from Hawaii, 
we eventually made our way to the mainland and it was because each of us started to graduate. You know, my brother, oldest one graduated and I was the second followed my brother up here right when I was done. And then the other two finished up here in the mainland. And, um, you know, we've, we've done well, you know, we've done well, you know, no matter what the challenges were, how much we had to sacrifice as a family and how poor we seemed, we always felt rich in love mm. and God's literally God's grace. So hey, good. You know, just, just before you go on, cause I know you're going to tell us about some of the stuff you're doing with the Polynesian community and bringing unity there. But, you know, one of the areas we try to encourage people to fight for unity is in their family. So it sounds like your family was really tight. You know, just while we're on that, are, are there a couple of things that you would say that your dad did, your mom and dad did to help you guys be so tight? You know what? Mom and dad, they, they hoarded us. I don't know if that makes sense. They kept us to themselves, you know, even as we grew up, people were amazed at um, how we weren't part of really, really, you know, like a Psalm 1 church doing things your typical Psalm 1 family was. And I, How can we? Our dad is like Elvis. <laughs> he doesn't flow the way everybody flows. So we went to a white church in Samoa. Of course, it was a, a Psalm, 1, uh, Psalm 1 priest. We were Catholics. I'm the only one that fell off <laughs> you know my whole family is catholic except for myself you know i I, call, I like to call ourselves bible based but you know i think it was our faith our faith that kept us our our, our um coming together and mom and mom kept that for us dad traveled a lot he traveled to japan he traveled to europe he took his music all over the world for samoa he sacrificed his time with us as a family so all the traveling, it kept us mostly with mom. And it was almost as if she was a single mom, mother. And it was tough. It was tough. Even to the point where we would see our mom cry over the phone. Oh, makes me cry. It was hard yeah. for her to try to um, survive. And, and, and she, mom is an amazing person. She mm. was the first uh, someone to ever have a beauty salon, a hair salon in American Samoa. Mom was an artist, a painter. She, my grandfather had an elite restaurant in American Samoa. So mom came from a very wealthy family. She gave it all up for my dad. She gave up uh, the business for my dad. She gave up her talent as a, a dancer. She danced for the floor shows in American Samoa. One of the top dancers in the, in the islands. And again, her hair, her business, she gave it all up for our dad. Hmm. So when dad traveled, you know, just imagine this woman just trying to balance everything with her four kids and getting us to where we need to go to with no car. We'd have to bus everything all over the island. So we grew up poor. I, I share this with some friends and, and I told them, I said, hey, as poor as we were, we were still so happy. Like we, we saw we were poor. But what we kept us going as a family was singing. What kept us going as a family was our prayers, you know. Um, and, and, you those know, moms. Such, those are such simple things, right? But they're yeah. so, so powerful. And, you know, the two things I'm hearing, what you shared was the songs, the prayers, and the sacrifice, right? That's a lot Absolutely. of what it takes to keep to keep a family together, right? Like yeah. what are the songs you're singing together? What are the the prayers you're making together? What what are the things that are being sacrificed in order to be together? You know, that's yeah. that's so beautiful. Thank to hear. you, brother. 
Thank you so much for sharing that. Thank well, I, I hope our listeners and Ian are already experiencing why I have so much love for this woman and her authenticity uh, and sharing right now. And, and Cece, even for you, I mean, clearly, even from what you just said, uh, it seems like the first thing that defines you is faith. Then you, you're, you're a daughter, um, but there's legacy that you're also passing on just in this intro part, too. So for, for you as well, just what, um, what, what does family life look like for you, husband? kids um i know that that's a place that that's deep for you as well but just to share with anyone listening what what does that aspect of your life look like coming from a culture that really really um really holds the the, the family unit as you know really high up there it's important mm-hmm. for my husband and i we come from the same uh, upbringing where family is everything it's god first and then family and we have to share this with our children. You know, we see them coming home and they tell us stories about their friends and things that they see, but we always bring it back to the root and the, the foundation of everything. Hey, God first, family second, always remember that. Um, so it's, it's so vital for us as a lifeline, a lifeline. It's not just trying to, you know, pull a front, like, Hey, grab your plates. Let's eat together as a family. It's not, it's more than that. It's deeper for us because we want them to continue it with their family and their children. So, you know, the dinner table is an important factor for us. Mm-hmm. We have to eat on the table as a family because when they start doing that thing where it's, you know, everybody does their own thing, eat at their own time. You know, you start losing that 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 intimacy as a family. And, you know, when we grew up, we always remember that. Like, hey, let's sit around the table. That's where we, we talk stories. That's where we catch up with one another. And it makes the family unit stronger because everybody sees how much, how important each person's story is. You know, it's not just highlighting one person. It's not just, you know, praising just another, you know, the person whose season it is. No, because all my kids, they're competitive uh, athletes. So we want all of them to understand that they're so important, each one of them, not just one, not just the guy that season's happening this very moment. For us, it's a deep, deep connection for our kids and deep, deep connection to knowing them when they get when they get older and they have their own way. They can always come back to family. Mm. You know, that's where they'll find their identity. It's in God. Their identity is in God. But then also they know that their family is rooted in God and they always come to family where it's a safe haven for them. So cool. You know, I think we all know we we watch even with some of the high uh, level athletes that we see coming out of Hawaii, you know, and the value that they have for family. It's so evident. Yes. To, uh, you know, Tua, who just came out of, of uh, Alabama. Yes. Right? Again, it was just so clear how big family was in that whole Polynesian community. Um, it just, it's a great value that you guys have, I think, held up for all of us um, and that all of us need to pay attention to. So I, I'm curious how that filters into what you've been doing with the Polynesian community. Like, is that something that makes facilitating more unity in the Polynesian community easier or harder? How, how would you describe that? It makes it much easier. It makes it much easier because we all know our background and how each of us was raised. Um, you mentioned the Tuatango Vailoa, you know, Tua's family is, uh, was a vital, um, a vital aspect in making our We Are Samoa Gala successful. They were also sponsors of ours and bought tables. And, you know, it was, we were sad because uh, Tua couldn't be, he wasn't able to make it because he had an event the next day that he had to stay there for in Miami. And his parents, Diane and Galu, were so sweet. You know, they wanted, they were trying so hard to make it coming from the Polynesian Combine up in Vegas. 
uh, but Jesse Sapolu was the one that had to, he ran away. Uh, Jesse was with them at the, the combine and they were like, where are you going? Oh, I'm going to the, I'm going to the gala, ups and leaves, but everybody else wanted to come, but they just couldn't. Another example of family is the Tamavailoas. They, no matter what they had gone through and how successful their son has uh, become, <clears throat> even the one in Maryland, yeah. they are the most humblest people. You know, we just saw them. I just saw them at the Polynesian uh, Bowl up in Hawaii in January, and my son was in there. We were the last few people that were on that field. Uh, we had so many family come out for my son. It was so heartwarming. And the Tamovailoa, Tua was one of the last people there because he was still taking photos. Um, but the parents, you know, when you see Diane and Nalu, they're one of the most humblest people you'll ever meet. Humble. Mm -hmm. Still to this day, making sure, hey, you know, the kids are still closed. The family is still closed. No matter how high somebody gets, you know your roots. You know where you come from. That's important. Yeah. That's so cool. So t tell us what you've been doing with that whole community and, and what are some of the key learnings from it that that can you know help our listeners learn about what it takes to facilitate more unity, more collaboration. And Cecil, you know, take us take us back even before we get to the, the gala, take us back before that of of what what does it look like to even try to create the unity within this Pacific Islanders community prior to the gala? Yes, I know that because we were, you know, I always share that with you, um, Daniel, about getting our people together within my own industry, you know, as uh, in the entertainment industry, you know, there's, yeah. we're so spread out, but I had to try my best to try and get everybody together. And, um, you know, it was successful. The Polynesians and entertainment music and inter entertainment industry were able to get together, get to know one another and see who's who and how we can help one another. So that was just a, 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 um, a lick of it. And as our dad's 75th birthday was coming up and, you know, we lost mom in 2019 and, you know, we all understood that, hey, we can't wait till dad passes away to celebrate his life. It's just doesn't make sense, you know. So that's when we had the idea. My siblings and I are the ones who produced the show. And we came with the idea that, hey, all right, first it was let's have a big concert, you know, then, uh, all right, let's do it this way. And so... Finally, we said, hey, no one's ever held a gala and um, that's all. Let's go big or go home. Um, $300 a ticket uh, sold out three weeks before it, it was um, done. Everybody that came were saying, man, only the great family can go and charge $300 a ticket and have it be this successful. And they're shocked. I mean, one of the people that attended was a friend of mine. She's the CBS uh, president of diversity for CBS Studios. And she's a hard, she's a tough cookie. You know, I don't mess with Tiffany. So I gave her the invite. She bought a table and a sponsorship. And um, she was so awesome. She highlighted her daughter, Vaughn, for what she's doing within her volleyball community. She's going to Georgetown for volleyball. But she had started this uh, charity thing to help girls pay for volleyball during COVID. It started COVID. So she had sent her daughter's uh, company name or, you know, charity so we could highlight that. Uh, but after the end, Tiffany and so many people had messaged each, each of us siblings separately and were shocked. They said, for instance, Tiffany said she's been to many galas. You know, she's in the industry. She's been to many galas. She says she's, this is one of the most enjoyable and joyful galas she's ever attended. 
And surprisingly, it had to come from the Samoans. So we were stoked. We were stoked that she said that. Um, the Coors family, Coors family came out. She's close, close to my little brother, Tomata. They were shocked. They've, again, been to many galas. Uh, we had all these other, I mean, we even had um, Coach Rollo, our modern day coach, come out there. And he was excited to come. Emails, texted me the next day and said, Tisa, that was so much fun. That was so much fun, nonstop entertainment, and it just got better and better. And then someone said that, hey, you know, normally gals are so boring, you know, but you guys kept the entertainment coming. So it was it was well-received, and we were so happy. But what one thing, the, the thing that a lot of people echoed was um, our family and how uh, dad had overcome so much and brought our family over to America and make it happen for um, for the unit you know, the six of us and the part that touched everybody's hearts. And it was by accident, you know, none of us were supposed to, we weren't supposed to perform the four of us. So, you know, there was something that didn't go right. And like everything else, nothing's going to be perfect. And it's how do you rise above it? You know, my brother had said, Hey, can you guys sing Ololango Samoa with me? And we're like, yeah, let's, let's do it. You know, we just had to be the yes, man, yes, man, yes, man. And, um, we went up there and, and when we went up there, it was, they, people had mentioned that moment. They said, the fact that the four of you guys went up there and sang, when you guys sang, we all cried and, and it meant so much to see your family there. And we had it on the side of the stage was mom's picture, mm. you know, just to honor mom and dad cried. He cried. So it was, it was, it went well. It went really, really well beyond our expectations, but highlighting how important family is. So that was key for us. Wow, so that, that was the real key to mm. the whole thing, uh, bringing the Samoa, the, the whole Polynesian family together around your family. Is, it, is that kind of what happened? It did. Um, again, because of dad, he wrote, we are Samoa, people from the sun. We are Samoa and our heritage lives on. Mm. He wrote a song and it's the like. Everyone says it's the unofficial anthem for Samoa, but it's both Samoas uses it because American Samoa has their own anthem, but everybody always goes back and they identify with the song, We Are Samoa, because it's the only song that's sung in English and Samoan, so it's translated within itself, but it's such powerful lyrics. Dad is a poet. He's a lyricist, and the way he, that song came out in 80, 1980, he sang it at the White House, and everyone was just so prideful of Samoa because of that song. So, you know, it was only right for us to name it. We are Samoa Gala. Um, and people came out strong. It was, it was very powerful, very powerful. Even people who weren't there, they're saying, Hey, we're there next time. We are, uh, I can't believe we missed this. We, we, we missed something so amazing that brings our people together. That's never been done before, especially here in the United States. So it's, it's, we were so excited. It was, it was a humbling moment for all of us siblings. That is, there's nothing like, there's nothing like seeing uh, unity, is there? Like seeing people come together around something that that they all treasure, right? Amen. So yep. in your case, that the heritage, the, the value of family, uh, the fact that we can help and encourage one another uh, as we're all in this country, um, like there that moment i'm sure like we we've all been in some instances where we've experienced moments like that but but there's nothing like that moment right where 
you sense that togetherness and that connection. Yes, you know, there's nothing like it. And, you know, people have to understand, too, you know, we all have our disagreements as well. You know, yeah. all families have disagreements as well, but it's how you overcome it. You know, are you going to let the devil have a foothold into your relationship, into your family? Or are you going to say, hey, devil, you're a liar. Get out of here. And how do you overcome it? You overcome it with your faith. You overcome it with, you know, and continuing to speak life into your family and not say, hey, generational curses upon curses. No, flip the switch. Speak yeah. life into your families. So good. You know, we, Daniel and I have this little mantra we use for, for this podcast. And it's, you know, if you're going to have unity, you have to focus, adjust, and persevere. Love it. And that's exactly what I'm hearing you say. Like, it's all that adjusting. Like, yeah, you got to forgive. You, you got to build trust. You, you know, it, 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 you've got to get through stuff. That's all the adjusting. Amen. Yeah, that, that's what it takes, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You have to learn how to move forward. You know, you can't live in the past. You can't hold grudges. You can't hold, um, you know, saying, hey, we will never forget. I won't forget. But that's the part that the devil is trying to lie, speaking these thoughts into the person's head or your family's head. No, you can't. Forgive and forget. Move on. Or else you're going to be stuck in the past for the rest of your life. And, and you won't receive the blessings that your family was meant to receive. Mm. See, so what, I mean, what I heard looking back at some of the things you said, we think about some things that, that our listeners could walk away with. And you can add to this if, if I'm missing anything. But what I heard was what brought people together was the legacy of a man. That really, though, this legacy of the man was the legacy of, of a people in Samoans and, and what your dad has, has done with the giftings that have been given to him or just the heart that's been given to him of wanting to represent this. That is what was able to be a center point to say, hey, we can all come around this and be together. Then I hear in the midst of that too, hey, yeah, that, that, that's awesome that that was there, but that doesn't mean that there weren't some challenges along the way, that there weren't things to work through. Even though uh, this stemmed from a family being better together and then extending that there's still dynamics within family that can be challenging from the things that you said that you had to overcome push through absolutely um, and that you no family is perfect no family is perfect yes. there's always going to be things that you gotta you know that will come to the surface you know so many years people may hold on to things but you know god brings it out gives it a moment gives you that moment to help to bring it out or else it'll continue to fester in your heart so i always believe god brings makes things happen for a reason there's no coincidence yeah yeah and are you saying that it was was it faith anything else in there that really drove you as a team to be able to push through those moments what, what it was what people grab a hold of our listeners that you that helped you to over, overcome some of those challenges faith man I, yeah. I can't emphasize that enough. Um, it's believing that God purposed this for a reason. It's believing mm. that we were all gifted for a reason. It's it's believing that this little idea that we came up with is purpose for something bigger. And it doesn't mean a bigger platform. It means that it's bigger where we never know what strong ties and strongholds are going to be broken from it. Mm. So it's it's bigger than what humans, what us mere humans see. It's not there. It, it's not just right in front of us. It's we got to see with our spiritual eyes. So for me, it was it, it, for our family. It was believing that there was the 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 God's purpose is greater than just filling up a room with people for this gala. 
Hmm. Like strongholds are about to be broken right now. So what do you, what do you, uh, it, coming off that statement, what, what are you envisioning or dreaming of or thinking, Hey, this gala happened. There's starting in this sense of, I'm going to bring some, some of the Pacific Islanders together in the entertainment industry. Then this bursts even <coughs> further into this gala that that's this massive celebration. What's, what's your heart's desire? What are you seeing or dreaming about? Like what's next now, now what with everything that you just said of what's been happening? Well, you know, it's, it's, I'm one of four. So one of five actually. So it's when we had our debrief on the events and how things were perceived and what we could have done better and so forth, our hearts want to do it annually. And that was mm. initially the goal was to do it annually. And what we were looking at was the bigger picture at that time at this time was raising funds for our PIs, raising funds for kids in the arts, raising funds to, um, because heart disease was dad and the diabetes was what took our mom. It was those bigger pictures that we were sharing our hearts for what, why it's so uh, necessary, you know, and it's such a great vehicle to raise funds and people are giving of their hearts through it. Uh, so right now we're just taking our time off to just be with our families. You know, we have been so occupied since November. And again, who plans a gala in five months? So since November, we've been at it nonstop. So it was time for us to say, hey, all right, this is what it looked like. Let's now just spend some time with our families and, and, and be present with them because we've been nonstop with this and taking our focus away from them here and there. So right now it's just time with family and then see what God has in store for us and see if it's going to be an annual thing. Or, you know, my little brother says, Hey, it's a fanual thing every five years. <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what God's plan is. So good. I, I love how you, you talk about how important it is to have a big focus, a big vision, right? The, the focus and the vision is not the event. It's not the gala. Mm -hmm. It's what's going to happen as a result of it, what God wants to do as a result of it. And Amen. that that is just that's gold right there, because I, I think brother. so many of us when we're we're fighting for unity in whatever arena, we, we don't look at the bigger picture. We don't see that bigger focus of of what's above and beyond just the, the tangible. You know, yes. And that's so true. I mean, I, I posted on my story just yesterday and I, I had to read it over and over again. You know, God's going to call you. It's the call he's going to call, but it's how you're going to be obedient to that call. And um, that's what I always try to check now. I'm like, hey, you know what? If he's calling me, I better move because if I'm mm. not moving, I'm not being obedient. So that's something for all of us to, to check mm. our hearts. You know, how many times have we been called to do something, but we weren't obedient to it? So, yeah, of course, yeah. obedient to what he's calling for us to do as a family. What is the purpose of all of this? and um, open up our hearts to what he's saying to us spiritually. That's so good. So good. Sisa, as we wrap up here, um, for our listeners, what, what are ways that they can learn more, though, about what you're doing? And you just mentioned so many things as well, and I've had the opportunity to look at the Instagram and the website some and the, some of the giving back and the sponsorships that you can do. Where can people go to get information about what it is that you and this team are doing? So, you know, they could see a lot on our Instagram page, which is We Are Samoa Gala. Um, 
Thank you for posting that, brothers. We are Samuel Gala, and there's also a link in there that'll go into a website, which is, it's our dad's website, jeromegraymusic.com. Mm. And then there's so many ways that you can still give. Uh, a friend of mine had asked, hey, I know it's done, the gala's done. Are you guys still accepting donations? And we are. So it's it's a nonstop, it's ongoing thing. And if anybody would like to just get more information, yeah, we are Samuel Gala on Instagram, or also we are Samuel Gala at, on Facebook. Uh, but there'll be links there to tie you in on where to look for more information on giving, mm -hmm. which we're so grateful for. So good. People, check that out. Go check out the Instagram. Go check out the website. Dig more into hearing more about the story that is happening and the movement that is happening within this. Such a joy to have Cisa come in here and, and share with us. And we haven't even we haven't even touched more of, of Cisa's life in here, of the things that she's doing. And so I know that we were talking earlier uh, hopefully at some point, we'd love to bring this amazing woman back uh, to hear some more of some of the other passions that she has, the engagement that she has. She mentioned the entertainment industry and the work. There's work that she does there. There's all kinds of teamwork and things that happen when you think about the entertainment industry in order to make those things happen, um, to send products out there and stuff. So we'll look forward to trying to bring her back to sharing a little bit more. But Cisa, thank you so much for for joining us today, for sharing from your heart, for sharing a story as well about where we're seeing being better together within family, within a culture, a people group, um, and just the amazing work that is happening there. I think our listeners are going to be able to grab a hold of things that were said today. And uh, we're going to let Cisa go uh, for this moment and have Ian and I just kind of wrap this up with a couple other thoughts. But thank you so much again, Cisa, for joining us today. Thank you so much, brothers. Thank you so much, Ian. Thank you so much, Daniel. You guys are so Great. amazing, and I'm grateful and humbled. Have a wonderful day, guys. Great to meet you, Cisa. Thank you. Same here, brother. Okay. Wow. So, Ian, what was uh, what's what's maybe one takeaway that you gather from that before we close out here? Dude, I'll tell you what I can't get out of my head was what came out at the beginning as we were talking about her family with having songs prayers and sacrifice yeah like you know i think songs rally people together prayers bring people together spiritually sacrifice makes it happen i mean those those are the three things that i'm going to remember from this interview and and i hope it inspires some of our listeners to to do the same yeah i think i would tag on to that 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 experience that cisa had mixed with all the things that she walked us through to get to the point of what's happened with the, not just the gala, but the, the deeper rooted connectedness that's there is this sense of giving back. Yeah. And you could see the, the authenticity and the emotion of the sacrifice, a word that you use there that she used for her and her siblings in being raised up and what they were taught. But then to hear at the end now, there's now this passion to say, I want to give back. We, we want to raise funds for others to step into the arts, to experience this, to experience that from the Pacific Islanders community. And there's just, there's just something, there's just something as well about how togetherness can, can spark the sense of now I want to go give back to, to somebody else to experience this. And that, that blows me away and connects me as well. Yeah, uh, when I think about my own life, my own story and the ways that people have invested in that, and how that's driven me to want to give back in certain ways. Yeah. I love too at the end there, how she hit on how big your vision's got to be big. Your focus has got to be big. It's got to be bigger than the event, bigger than what's right. It's got, it's got to be about more of, of what God wants to do 
not just what you're what you're trying to accomplish. So, man, just that was a goal. Daniel, thanks for connecting us to CISA. And uh, I hope our listeners enjoyed that. And uh, we're so grateful for you guys tuning in today. And uh, we hope that you'll tune in for our 10-minute tune-ups before our next interview. But this one uh, is going to go live and you're going to enjoy it. We hope you'll share it with others. You know, push it out there. Let other people know if it was helpful to you. Let it be helpful to them. All right. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in today. If there's anything you heard today that was helpful to you, that you think might be helpful to somebody else, please like, subscribe, and share this podcast so we can help others be better together as well.